North American. We're not. No. Thank you for tuning in to the Other People Show on Friday, October 27th. 2023 on 92.5 WLSD The Vault. Also, you can tune in at AM 1220 and online WLSD.com. Also, check out the sister station WAXM 93.5. All kinds of great programming happening over there as well. Um, you can also go on their webpage and check out the uh, the Dark Place, which is a show I do every Wednesday about a teen killers. Teen killers. They're they're scary. They're North American scum. But tonight we're going to dive into uh, a couple different things. I know that I've had a, a few, uh, I guess, uh, mental issues over the last couple months, but I'm back in full force tonight, going to give the ladies and gentlemen and every person out there all my heart and soul tonight, going to give you a good show, and I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities, which could not be very much considering uh, who you are. You might hate me. Please don't hate me. Don't hate me. If you want to follow on the social media, you can go there on YouTube, Spotify, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Search the other people's show. From uh, what I'm getting, the viewership and listenership are skyrocketing. And that's only due to you all, the listeners. So give your all self a round of applause. Am I the only one applauding for you all? I hope not, because it's because of you all. So thank you very much. Um, a, a couple of my side hustles, people come in sometimes and uh, tell me that they listen to the show. And it's actually a very nice feeling knowing that, that, that you all listen, that you all care enough that you all go to the social media pages and then even approach me if you don't know me even and say, hey, I listened to the show. I enjoyed it. Thank you. I, I do appreciate you all more than you all know. A few weeks ago on Friday the 13th, it was it was a difficult day. Difficult show. Um, I'd come off a, a very turbulent week. But I had so many people reach out. And I haven't got back to you all, a lot of you all, some I've sent a message to. But I do want to say from the bottom of my heart that those that reached out really touched me. And I mean that. I really do. I mean, we had Heaven, we had Ray Ray. We had Ashley, we had Felicia, we had Lana, we had Tyler, uh, we had Michael. So many people out there that I did not know that cared seemed to care. Even if they acted like they care, and they really don't, act like you care. That's all I ask. You don't really have to like me. You don't really have to care. Just act like you do. And that goes a long way. But tonight, uh, wow, where to begin? We've got a couple of days left until Halloween. We've got Halloween on a Tuesday. I know a lot of people are having Halloween parties tonight. So if you're having a Halloween party tonight, have a great time. Be safe. Dress up in your favorite costume and have a blast. I know a lot of things are going on tomorrow night as well. Um, I'm not going to be appearing, well, I might be appearing places, but I might be appearing, 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 I might be appearing as none other than, uh, Pee Wee Herman. That might be who I'm going to be appearing as tomorrow. Um, now I do work at, uh, 
one of my side hustles tomorrow. I'll be there all day. Not going to dress up during the day because people would do a double take. If you don't know what I look like, I you can check it out on uh, Facebook Live or YouTube right now on the other people's show. But I do have blonde, kind of blonde hair, uh, light skin, uh, relatively thin in early 40s, although I look a little younger. But dressing up as Pee Wee Herman um, takes a little bit more effort. Just a little. I've got to darken my hair, so I went earlier today, got some spray at Walmart, going to uh, spray my hair dark. I do have the Pee Wee Herman suit, which, no joke, um, I purchased at Goodwill um, over 15 years ago. I went in there and um, I saw a, a gray suit. It was the jacket. It was the pants. And I had to buy it. And it was only $10. And I bought that probably, in all honesty, I bought it, I think, when I was a, uh, uh, I think I bought it when I was in college, because I wore it once to a, a college um, Halloween party um, at the, um, I think it was called the Fizz at the time. That sounds a little bit different. That's not really the version that I want. I'm, I'm telling my producer back there, I want a better Pee Wee um, song than that. That wasn't a good quality. Give me a better one. Give me a little bit better one. How about this one? I think this one's better. <laughs> I really can't do the Pee Wee voice as much, but I wish I would have honed it in, in, in you know... Um, you know, kind of worked on it over the past couple of years. Because I think if I shave completely, I've got the suit. I've got the, my hair is about that short. I'll just color it black. Uh, I do not have the platform white shoes. And I have been unable to locate my red Pee Wee Herman bow tie. But other than that, I, I, I think I can pull off the look. Well, I know I can pull off the look. So if you do see Pee Wee Herman at maybe uh, Good Times or Kirkland's or Big Cherry or popping up in Halloween parties tomorrow night, it isn't me. It's Pee Wee Herman back from the grave. I know you are, but what am I? Ha! Ha! So yeah, I think I'm going to go as... Uh, Pee Wee Herman tomorrow to a, a couple places. So that'll be fun. What are you guys and girls doing tomorrow? What are you dressing up as? Leave me a message. Let me know what you're uh, planning on going as. Let's see. I've got... Uh, Rebecca says she's going as a ventriloquist dummy. She's Someone's going as uh, Agent Scully. How many people would know that? If you're going out as Agent uh, Scully, Dana Scully from the X-Files. I'll go as Fox Mulder next year. Would people know Would people know who it is if you just go alone? I think you'd have to have both uh, Scu uh, Fox and Scully. Both. We've got the Grim Reaper by Paul. So a lot of good costumes. We have uh, Joker. Which Joker? I think every year someone is uh, going to dress up as the Joker. But which Joker are you dressing as? You've got so many Jokers to choose from now. You've got the 1960s Batman TV show Joker. You've got the Jack Nicholson Joker. You've got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. You've got the... Uh, what's the other guy's name that did the Joker? Uh, what's his name? I'm trying to think of his... Oh, I hate that I can't think of his name. He was the Joker in like the uh, Suicide Squad, and he was in the the Morbius. Was it Morbius? Yeah, Morbius, Morpheus, Morbius. Yeah, Jared Leto. 
which Jared Leto is a good actor. I'm not going to put Jared Leto down. Jared Leto, however, is pompous. And Jared Leto, you can tell he's a little bit pompous if you go on his Instagram account. He'll have a lot of selfies, like he's on the side of a mountain taking a selfie. He's wearing like a Gucci, uh, you know, uh, feather, uh, you know, coat with no shirt. He's doing that long Jesus locks, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm just not a big fan of, of people boosting th- their self up like that. When we know you're a good actor, we know you're a good musician. You know you've you've had a couple of uh, platinum selling albums, and you've got a an Academy Award for a Dallas Buyers Club, I believe. And you're up there with some of the best. Well, I don't know if you would be up there with some of the best, just because you're off screen antics, Jared Leto. Please, we want to like you. People want to like you. Cut your hair. Be in some movies, do your music, but do not post and boast yourself up on this Instagram drinking this uh, Chardonnay or wearing these uh, Dolce & Gabbana shoes or carrying their bag because there's there's no need for that. You're, you're, we already know. What are you trying to prove? Are you lacking in something? I don't know. We want to like you, Jared Leto. Let us like you. And I would have loved to have seen what he would have done more with the Joker in Suicide Squad. Now, Suicide Squad is one of the films, uh, I don't want to say that I'm anti-comic book film at all, because I'm not. I mean, there have been some good ones out there, but the ones over the last couple of years have all been the same. They're basically the same. Black Panther, Ant-Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, Nick Fury, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, they're all the freaking same film. Over and over and over. And I gotta say, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk is not good. It might be against popular opinion. It doesn't matter. Mark Ruffalo, especially when he's like a smart Hulk or something like that, and he's wearing glasses, that is ridiculous. That is laughable. Mark Ruffalo as Hulk is laughable. Edward Norton from uh, the 2000, I think, 8 Hulk movie, far superior than Mark Ruffalo. Edward Norton, however, didn't play Marvel's little game and walked down the line because Mark, uh, because of Edward Norton is a, a true artist and actually cares and puts himself into the product rather than, than just becoming the product as uh, Mark Ruffalo. If you disagree with that, I'm sorry. You can disagree with that. You'll be wrong. That's okay. But Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk is not good. As Bruce Banner, lame. Lame. I have to say that. But I would have liked to have seen... I digress because I got off topic. I would have loved to have seen um, Jared Leto's uh, Joker be the main villain in the Suicide Squad instead of the villain that the Suicide Squad had. That was another problem with Suicide Squad, uh, the original one, is that the main villain was lame. The main villain was the same villain from Ghostbusters 1984. The exact same villain. A villain that didn't really show much of a threat. A villain where you're going to have to go up a bunch of stairs to get up there. A villain who talks weird. A villain who has you know rays coming out of them, and a villain that we have seen many times before, again and again and again and again and again. I could probably say again, the entire show. For forty-four more minutes, I could say again. Because you've seen it, whether you want to admit it or not, I've seen it over and over again. So you know we didn't get to see that. We got to see Margot Robbie or Robbie. We got to see Will Smith. You know, we got to see a, a couple of other characters brought to life, which they did a good job. We saw Jared Leto had filmed over two hours of footage, and he was mainly left on the cutting room floor. So I would have loved to have seen him 
as Joker be the main villain, although he is not nearly as menacing or realistic as the great Joaquin Phoenix is in the movie or film Joker. That being said, what's going on with everyone tonight? Now, I've recently just moved into a new humble abode, a new apartment. You all are welcome to uh, come visit from a distance, you know, uh, on YouTube. I'll do a little, quote, cribs episode soon when I get everything there. But there's a stress if you've moved a lot in life, which I have moved quite a few times in life. But there is a stress that comes with it that... um, that I dislike and probably that most dislike. Now, is it the point, the fact that you're, you're longing for a place that you no longer live? Um, is it a fact that you're, when you first move in for me anyway, I got all, all new, um, you know, furniture and, and things for the apartment. I didn't really bring anything to the apartment, but it's just the stress of waiting to get everything in there before it feels like a, quote, home. Because I, in all honesty, I've never had a place where I have felt like I have a home. I've never felt like I've had a home. I've always felt like kind of a, um, um, you know, maybe a guest. A guest that stayed a little too long is what I've always felt like a little bit. So whenever I get a, you know, get a place now, that it's going to be weird because I'm turning into a home for a little while, at least a year, and turning it into a studio so I'll be able to go live from um, the studio at my place as well. In case winter gets a hold of us, we can't get outdoors. Um, I don't know. There's just so much. I'm waiting on... Now, I've received this on-air live, um, kind of like this circle... And it says on, you know, live on air, and it's got like a microphone in the middle, and it looked really good on Amazon. Colors were vibrant; it was perfect. But when I take it out of the box last night, plug it in, the uh, the microphone is a pink, and the base of the microphone on the on the sphere is uh, like a teal, which I'm not against those colors at all. But it didn't go well with my. Um, you know, pretty much the uh, pretty much the interior. You know, my area rug. I have a couple posters that I'm getting ready to hang. We've put them in frames. So I decided to send it back, um, just because in the picture it showed it was kind of a purple color, but when I get it in person, it's a pink. And like I said, I'm not against a pink color, but it just did not really fit well with the image that I had in mind. And that's another frustration is that a lot of the, the times, because I've been ordering a lot of things from Amazon, is that when it comes in, is it going to be what you think it will? Is it going to be um, something you have to send back, something you have to wait for, something that you get it in, open it up, and you're like, oh, let me test it out. Like I did this with a watch a couple months back. You know, I had, I'd given away a, a watch that I'd gotten as a gift. Bad mistake. It was a great gift, a great watch. I love the watch. But due to the fact that when thing, certain things end, you know, a relationship or things like that, I typically give things back because I don't want the heartache of looking at whatever the person gave me because it might make me sad, make me cry. I'm easy to cry, easy to get down in the dumps. So I gave that back. Trying to, uh, you know, find another watch to replace it I uh, ordered another watch, got the watch in, wore it maybe two or three days, and then I was like, this is not, this is not really um, fitting. This is a little too, it was too shiny, to be honest with you. The watch was just too shiny. So I sent it back, but when I sent it back, I apparently pushed uh, resend. So they sent me another watch in the mail as well, and I just you know automatically sent that one back, sent the other watch back, and if you watch the uh, the Facebook Live right now, I do not have a watch on at all, 
which is kind of a little bit sad because I, I think a watch insinuates your outfit. Uh, it goes well with things, and it, it's, it's just a nice compliment to someone's arm, someone's wrist, so to speak. <laughs> I mean, it really is if you think about it. Because you, you, you look at, you know, uh, if, if, if people have rings on or they have a, like a bracelet or they have watch, things like that, they look a little more, uh, you know, sophisticated, I think. I really do think that. <laughs> Maybe they don't, but, you know, I really think they do. I really do. So, uh, we're going to go to a song right now. We're going to go to Electric Youth in College, A Real Hero. It's from the Ryan Gosling movie Drive, which I would highly re recommend. I would really highly recommend that film. And then when, when we come back from that song, I'm going to dive into some of the scariest or people's favorite horror movies of the last 15 or 20 years. There's, there's been a list that's come out. I've concocted that list. And in addition to um, getting some reports and stuff from other people, people chiming in. So we're going to go through that list and more on the other people's show. But right now we're going to listen to Electric Youth in College, a real hero on 92.5 WLSD, The Vault.
And that was Electric Youth in College, a real hero from the soundtrack to the 2011 movie Drive, starring Ryan Gosling, which is a which is a good movie. I would definitely check that out. Someone uh, someone sued Drive the movie because they said the trailer to the movie made it a misrepresentation of what the movie was actually about. It's more of a a slow, quiet thriller than the Fast and Furious, um, uh, I guess, scenes that it showed in the in the trailer. And someone thought it, uh, you know, they tried to sue because they said I spent my money on a movie that made me think it was Fast and Furious esque when it wasn't. Lame, lame. So many people out there trying to take advantage. Trying to make money. There was there was once a couple years ago. We talked about it on the old show. Um, where a lady had, um, from, from what I recall, she had purchased uh, some Victoria's Secret uh, underwear, undergarments. So have have you? And I guess they had like a little jewel or little trinket or something on the back part because it was like a thong. So when the lady stepped into the uh, the underwear, I guess she was a, a larger woman, and it the the uh, it, it snapped, the little trinket popped off and hit her in the face, hit her in the eyeball. So she tried to sue Victoria's Secret um, because she got hurt. But my thought really is, Okay, you know yourself if, if you can wear this. If I'm going out and buying an outfit, if I'm buying some jeans, shirt, socks, underwear, it doesn't matter what it is, I personally know what I can and can, cannot wear. Like today, I purchased a belt. I know that I need a 32-34 size belt. I purchased some more black jeans. I know that I need a 32 34 size jeans. I'm not going to try to squeeze in to a 28 or 26 size jeans and belt. And when it doesn't fit me and pops off and hits me in the face, I'm going to try to sue the makers of the jeans and belt. Because one, that's just not logical. Two, you're stupid if you're trying that. I mean, it just comes down to it. I'm not going to try to fit my foot into a size 10 shoe when I wear 13 and a half and then try to sue Nike because my foot hurts because it won't fit in the shoe. Just ridiculous. We live in ridiculous times and they call for, I guess, ridiculous measures. Who knows? Who knows? But like I said earlier, it is Friday, October 27th. You're joining me tonight or you're listening on podcast or on, uh, on the web, or on Facebook, or Spotify, or uh, YouTube, all these different routes to listen. But we do have Halloween coming up. And I have compiled, just due to research from uh, what others have uh, suggested, fans of the show, people that uh, wrote in lists, some of the scariest or people's favorite horror movies of the last 20 years. Now, these are in no discernible order because, uh, you know, I think I said on the last show, real talk, is that I, I, I really don't have what you would say a favorite. I'd have to really sit down, think about it, dissect it, make a list, a list, I'm big on list, and I would make a list, you know, compiling the movies that I thought, and it would kind of be like, you know, um, you know, Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, what would I choose between those two? What would I think would come out on top? Kind of like a celebrity deathmatch horror movie style. However, we'll go through just a few that have been suggested. And, uh, and they're in no order. So, uh, you know, if you don't hear yours, uh, you know, in the, in the top 20, this is just a list, people. That doesn't mean that they're not good. It doesn't mean your opinion's not valid, because it is. It's just not valid or good on this show. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. So to start things off, 
we have Scream, the Scream series. It came out in 1996. Uh, Drew Barrymore, Nev Campbell. Uh, we've got David Arquette. We have Courtney Cox. We have Jamie Kennedy. Uh, you know, uh, all these all these up and comers at the time. And Scream came out at a time when when virtually the horror movie was dead. You know, you had Michael Myers. I think Part Five come out the uh, the year before. It did dismal business at the box office so far that they even considered making Michael, they, they considered retiring Michael Myers or they considered just making him a straight to D, uh, you know DVD character franchise. Scream single-handedly um, revitalized the horror genre. Now I did go see Scream. I was a, I was a young sixteen year old. I went to see Scream in Coburn Cinema in the small cinema. It was the one to the right, on a matinee, and there were very few people in this in in the movie. Um, I knew a lot about movies because the internet was still around, but I received this uh, a magazine because uh, called Entertainment Weekly, and it obviously came out weekly, but it would have up-to-date news of anything film-related in the entertainment industry. industry, TV, music, film, which is my three specialties. Uh, well, not really TV now, but uh, music and uh, preferably movies uh, is what I have a specialty. So, you know, there were, not, there were not many horror movies setting the world on fire, but after Scream, it revitalized the entire genre and the effects of Scream... Scream success still ripples to today. To today. There was a successful Scream movie in 2020, which was uh which wasn't really bad. Not bad at all. You've got Scream, you've got Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4, kind of lackluster. Scream 5 kind of brought it back, and then the sixth entry this past year was uh, a solid entry. Even Scream 3, which I highly uh, detest, Courtney Cox's uh, hairstyle, which is awful. But even with that, there's not really a truly, what I would say would be a weak link in the Scream franchise. Obviously, the first Scream movie is the best, but the second entry is a very close second. It's very solid, and up until the killers are um, realized, which I do think the killers are a little bit... Um, I, th I think the killers in part two are a little bit of a letdown. But other than that, I mean, it's a very solid entry. i got to be honest with you. And uh, I would highly recommend that one if you haven't watched it. Now, the others, you know, maybe three, you could bypass three, four, you could bypass four as well. But, you know, I think five and six are uh, a good entry as well. So I think the Scream has, you know, I think that there's some good entries in there. I think there's some good performances. You've got, uh, you've not, uh, I think, a Nick Drake song in there. Uh, you've, you've got a lot of uh, good performances in there. From uh, a young cast, and then you've got Rhea, you've got Wes Craven coming in, you know, twenty some years after uh, Freddy Krueger, and uh, things like that. And he's uh, you got Harry Winkler, the Fonz plays uh, a principal. So there's a lot of good aspects to Scream. Uh, if you haven't seen those movies, you know, I think you should at least watch one or two because I think they're fun. I think they're inventive. And it did revitalize the horror genre as a whole. You've also got, you know, you've got the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, which I really haven't watched all of them. I got to be honest, I hadn't been an avid uh, Freddy Krueger fan. Uh, I don't dislike Freddy, but I always found him a little grotesque. You know, the burnt face. You know, a lot of the deaths and kills that he does. You know, when I remember he turned someone into like, uh, you know, maybe um, he infused them with a motorcycle one time. 
Uh, you know, he, he has a lot of things come out of his head. And it's just a little gross for me. But those series have been um, a very successful franchise since the, since the 80s. Now, it's laid dormant since 2010. So it's been 13 years since another Freddy movie has been made. And I think it's about time for them to re revitalize it again. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do a, a, probably a reboot at this point. I mean, 13 years. Um, when you just like, you know, you got, you got in 2009, you've got the, uh, a reboot of Friday the 13th. Here it is 14 years later, nothing else. Uh, someone mentioned, I think a few weeks ago that they had some, something on the horizon with Friday the 13th, but I haven't really seen it. And then you've got the same thing. You've got nightmare on Elm street laying dormant. And then I've got, uh, I've got Friday the 13th. We talked a little bit about that a few weeks ago. Jason coming back. Um, I really wanted to go, and I might watch it tomorrow, is uh, Jason Takes Manhattan. That was actually the first Friday the 13th movie I watched. I think it's number eight. And he doesn't actually get into Manhattan until the third act. So he really doesn't take Manhattan. It was just a ploy, I think, to get, get people in there, is what I think. I mean, I don't know. I didn't make the movie. But I think it's rather enjoyable. And there's a lot of fun entries in that. And I do think the reboot of that in 2009 is a worthwhile movie. I mean, you've got a Jason um, that runs. He's quicker than any other Jason. He seems to be more violent and more brutal. You've got the nudity that everyone loves from the Jason uh, franchise, uh, Friday the 13th franchise. You've got some uh, well-known actors and actresses. You know they've been on TV shows and, and done the little uh, Lilla Ford. I think is it. Uh, what was her name? I can't think of her name, but she had a she had like a pop song uh, that was pretty big in the in the 2000s. She's in there. You've got the guy from Super Supernatural. He's in there. Um, the guy that plays. He plays, uh, he's also in uh, House um, House of Wax. So, you know, you've got some known names in there. A really fun uh, franchise and a really good reboot. And it just didn't take off. I mean, it made money. Both Freddy and the new uh, Friday the 13th made money. Just critically, an audience uh, perception and reception was not as good as they had hoped. I, I'm guessing... You know, I know there's been some legal licensing issues with who owns the franchise and this and that. Let's put the dispute behind us, people. Make some good movies, and then you, then you can split the profits. It doesn't always have to be about profit. Let's make a good product, and if you make a good product, the audience will show up eventually. That's how I look at it. Another great uh, kind of a franchise, there's only two films so far, is The Strangers. Which uh, Scott Speedman and um, Errol Smith's daughter, uh, what's her name, Tyler, Liv Tyler, she, uh, they're basically the main characters in the film. There's only about five or six characters in that film. And then you've got The Strangers Pray at Night, which uh, has a great score as well and has some great uh, kills, and which is a fun movie. And that takes us to the next song tonight, which is... Kids in America by Kim Wilde from the Strangers Pray at Night soundtrack on 92.5 WLSD, The Vault.
And that was Kids in America by Kim Wilde from The Strangers Pray at Night on 92.5 WLSD The Vault. Thank you for tuning in tonight on this Friday, October 27th, 2023 at 11.47 p.m. Now, I want to get into a couple more films that we've talked about. You know, I'm just briefly going through. I'm, I'm a lover of horror movies in general. I'm a, I'm a lover of movies also. Uh, we've got the Hellraiser franchise, which in all honesty, it always scared me. Pinhead always had a very poetic yet menacing look. It, it always seemed like he was up to something. Even though, in all honesty, I've never seen him do anything. He's always talking. He's always talking in like some kind of riddle, some kind of poetry, uh, some kind of gothic poetry. And I did watch the, the most recent one, which was a kind of a semi-reboot from last year with a, a female pinhead. Um, Pinness? Pin, Pinness? Pinness? I don't, I don't know how... What would you say? Pinhead? I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway, she did a, a fantastic job, and uh, it was it was enjoyable, and it looked great. The colors were great. It was vivid. Um, it was filmed where, well. Everyone did well. But the Hellraiser series never really grabbed me, and never really. It always scared me. It always took me to a place where I was very uncomfortable, with those chains and the shackles and you know the Pandora's box. So I wasn't really as familiar with. Um, with Pinhead, as I was the um, some of the other ones. I mean, you've got the Halloween franchise, which, you know, continued up until, what, last year with Halloween Kills. Now, that was a very divisive movie. And I can see why. I, th I do think, or Halloween Ends, excuse me. I do think that Halloween Kills is a worse movie than Halloween Ends. Like of the new of the newer ones, so we've got the Halloween 2018, which I do want to rewatch, but I remember it being uh, you know fairly pleased with it, a little disappointed, but you know as for a whole movie, fairly pleased. Halloween Kills, I really thought dropped the ball. I really did. They had a Michael Myers that was indestructible, as if he was the Terminator. Especially with the scene near the beginning when he when he comes out of the flames, he's taking down the firefighters left and right. He's using the hose, using uh, like the the saw, using the the pickaxe, all these kind of things. But then they had the side plot, and the side plot had to do with um, kind of a mob mentality. They're chasing a little, uh, a, a small guy from an insane asylum and mistaking him for Michael Myers. There is no way that a group of adults, knowing what they know about Michael Myers, having encountered him before, that they're going to be chasing down a five foot tall escapee from a mental institution that has a little pop belly. Michael Myers does not have a pop belly. Michael Myers will kill you. So you don't need to be chasing the wrong person. And if you're chasing that little escapee, you're ridiculous. Because it's not Michael Myers. Anyone with any brain cells knows that that wasn't. But you got Anthony Michael Hall leading the charge straight from uh, you know um, the breakfast club. He's all pumped up, all ready to go. But you're chasing the wrong freaking person, Anthony. Anthony Michael Hall is who I'm talking about. So, you know, Halloween Kills was a letdown. Halloween Halloween Ends was a letdown for a lot of other people. A, a little bit of a letdown for me because it doesn't focus on the mythology of Michael Myers. It kind of goes into a new direction, kind of introduces you to a new killer and it only has Michael Myers in the film for 12 or 14 minutes. It's filmed well. Jamie Lee Curtis does, you know, great work. I don't have a problem with the soundtrack or anything like that. But what gets me is that they didn't utilize Michael Myers. Now they do 
you know, they did kind of, you know, bring up his age a little bit, how long he's been doing this. Yes, I understand putting that in there. But kind of introducing a new killer that spawned, or quote, the new Michael Myers. I don't think that was a great idea. And neither did a lot of audiences as it dropped off over 60% its second weekend. However, it'll they'll probably do another reboot in a couple of years. You've got the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Uh, you know, I, I do remember watching the first one, and I do remember liking it. Upon rewatching it, um, you know, I don't dislike it at all. You know, I like some of the major Rob Zombie movies that I've seen. House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell. Um, then you've got the, the two Halloween, Halloween 2. You've got those. And I think he does a suitable job with the material given. Um, I don't think those movies are, quote, scary. I don't think his, they're more disturbing. And it makes you kind of feel a little bit bad for Michael as a kid, do, you know, knowing what he has endured and what he has to go through. He's abused by his, you know, his, his stepfather, uh, the kids at school, they bully him. His mother is the only one that ever gives him any sense of belonging or love or warmth. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I can't really say anything bad about those. I mean, they're not perfect and they're really gory and really brutal. But I, I don't dislike them. But, you know, it, it, that could have been any character instead of a Michael's, My, Michael Myers movie. You know, it just happened to be Michael Myers. Rob Zombie could have created another character, used the same basic plot, just changed some of the names, and no one would know the difference. That's just the facts. Uh, you've got The Hills Have Eyes. Which uh, part one, and then I've never seen the original, but I've seen the remake, and uh, I think it was like 2006. Really good, really disturbing. Part two of that, not so good, not so dis disturbing, not good at all. You have got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which you know you've got the the Toby Hooper original, which was a, a masterpiece, and it still holds up to this this day and time. It looks like a home video and it looks scary it looks as if these people are just going to come around the corner and, and get you and the the remake with Jessica Biel in 2003 was equally as uh, I don't want to say equally but it was uh, scary it was they did a good job and Texas Chainsaw Massacre the beginning was probably the last one that I saw in the series although I saw a couple years back a new one came out You've got Hostel, Hostel 2, and Cabin Fever. And for the longest time, I, uh, you know, I watched Hostel and Cabin Fever almost weekly. Hostel Part 2, I watched it a lot, but not as much. It's a retread of the first. And you've got Eli Roth coming out, uh, I think, next month with a new horror movie called Thanksgiving. So I'm very uh, excited to see that. That was a faux trailer on um, the Grindhouse movies way back in 2007 with Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez. And I was always hoping that they would re the, actually make a movie based upon that trailer, and, and then they, uh, they have. Eli Roth is going to debut that next month, Thanksgiving. We'll speed through. We've only got a couple minutes left, which went, uh, went really fast. We've got Saw series, which just came out with a new one called um, Saw X, or X maybe. I haven't seen it. It's done really well. I've heard it's really good. But I don't know if I can stomach the Saw movies anymore. They're just they're just gross. They're not really scary. It's more gore. You had the uh, Paranormal Activity series, which was very big in the, the mid-2000s. And actually really good movies to drift off to go to sleep by. Nothing super scary there. You got a couple of jump scares. Really no blood. A few cuss words. But it's pretty much a found footage. And you're searching around the camera, the screen... For something paranormal and that has activity. We've got the Poster Guy series, uh, 28 Days Later or 28 Weeks Later. Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead 1, 2 in the Army of Darkness. And then you have the two newer Evil Dead films, Evil Dead and Evil Dead Rise. And then you have Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I've heard is more 
of a, um, you know, kind of like uh, Army of Darkness. I haven't really watched that one yet. But Evil Dead 2, uh, Dead by Dawn, had the skeleton face on the cover of the VHS. And I would often see that when I would go in to uh, video stores. And it would often scare me, which made me not want to watch it until later in life. And I, I really didn't. I was probably early 20s when I decided to read, uh, watch Evil Dead. And the only reason I really did was due to the fact that uh, Bruce Campbell's book. We have Silence of the Lambs and Seven. I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would call those horror movies, but more like thrillers. Definitely check those out. Seven, one of the all-time best thrillers, I think. And then you've got the Exorcist series, which just had a brand new movie come out about two or three weeks ago. It's done pretty well. I've heard uh, good and bad things, so I may go check it out to, uh, Sunday, maybe. We've got Pet Cemetery, Child's Play, uh, which I watched the remake of that a couple weeks back. It's okay. I don't know if I would spend any more time. It was fun, but nothing extravagant. And then you've got The Witch, which is a great psychological horror movie. Um, I would recommend that one, but put the uh, subtitles on. Old 18th century English is spoken. And then, as I mentioned earlier, you've got House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell. And that's the uh, you know the series of um, Captain Spaulding and his crew. So I kind of went through quickly with some of the movies, but they are all great Halloween classics. I think they're really fun, and I think if you're in a Halloween spirit and mood this weekend, you should definitely check some of those movies out. Definitely on Halloween, you should go uh, you know stream something, watch it. But you could also do it, watch it dressed up. Dress up as your favorite character. Go out this weekend. Have a good time. Have fun. Be safe. And then go trick-or-treating. I guess Tuesday is when it's happening. And then Tuesday night, as you're uh, taking off your, your costume, or as you're going through your kiddos' treats, you should pop in a uh, horror movie, regardless of what it is. Tell me about it. Tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't like about it. But please go on the Other People Show page, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, or Spotify. Leave a comment or a suggestion and just tell me what you guys are watching, what you're thinking, what you like about the show, what you don't, and what we should do in the future. So thank you for tuning in tonight on this October 27th Halloween episode. Please check us out. And thank you for tuning in. I'm Adam with the other people on 92.5 WLSD, The Vault.
microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan designed and directed by his red right hand